I think trauma really makes you who you are. Um, I definitely would not be who I am, and I would be a completely different person if I didn't go through what I went through. And there is many people in my life that I can see have never struggled, have never had to go through, you know, something genuinely, I guess, hard. Fuck it. What's up, guys? You are currently listening to Paranoid in my Paralyzed. A place where we aim to raise understanding and improve people's understanding of mental health. Before we get on this episode, there's just a small fee. It's not money. Super simple. If the show made you think, laugh, gave you a new perspective, just give it a share. Tell your like-minded friends. That's how the word gets out and helps us raise more awareness in mental health. I'm Sime, founder of Robert Levy, a small startup fashion label that expresses mental health through fashion and art, alongside with my favorite person, and my co-host, Brooklyn Letson. <laughs> Favorite person every time. What's up, guys? I'm Brooke. As many of you may or may not know, we are just here to aim uh, awareness on mental health and spark conversations. As Sam said, we you know, share stories, experiences, etc., all that lovely stuff. Um, we're not professionals, so we cannot uh, you know, diagnose or anything like exactly. that. Let's make that clear right now. Um, we're just here to talk and connect. Simply so, here yeah. to listen and connect. Exactly like Brooklyn said. Well, if you are someone or someone you know that needs help, please visit sk.cmha.ca. They have tons of resources that, that are there to help with mental health. Today we have Aaliyah Wolf, a friend of ours who has an amazing story to share with us about her mental health. And thanks for coming on, Aaliyah. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> hey, how's Aaliyah. it going? going good that's good that's good hey thanks for driving from regina yes it was a great drive yeah a lot of scenery here in sask <laughs> oh yeah well, like i don't the, know if i'll agree you're with driving that. on the highway a lot of nice flat roads yeah, there's two, actually two cars in the ditch so that oh. adds some spice some spice fair enough fair enough yeah flavor? always need some flavor um where's your headspace at right now um it's actually been a lot better i was like on and off with my meds like i would like forget to take them and just not want to take them because like for a while I was like the only thing like making me happy is like my antidepressants so like why should I take them if like that's the only thing making me happy you know I was like I don't want to just take a pill that's going to make me happy I felt like I didn't need to be taking it so I would just like not take it um but now I've been taking it a lot when I obviously a lot (laughs) when you normally yeah. yeah And um, I've been a lot better. Um, I started at the salon doing lashes and stuff, so better than I was, definitely, yeah. Well, you know, we're definitely glad that it has gotten better. Um, just a quick summary of today's podcast. Some of the topics we're going to go through are resilience, revolving Elias' mental health. We'll get into how she practices resilience every day, the resilience to live, We'll get into importance of mental health in Elias' eyes. We'll get into some trauma with personal health, relationship, and everyday life. Moving in to the first topic, resilience. What is resilience? It's the ability to recover from difficulties. Mm-hmm. As Brooklyn would say, just being tough. <laughs> just be tough. <laughs> um, I actually, I named one of the two things on there, resilience with adaptability. Um, I think something important about resilience is the way you adapt to things and um, we need to be comfortable in order to know like to accept the things we can't change. That's our like our first step into getting back to somewhat of like how we were living before we knew that we faced this sort of trauma or you know this sort of situation. We need to have that. We need to be able to accept the things we cannot change and being competent about yourself. You know you have you know how to cope with negative and positive situations and this by like we have to also be able to know what negative and positive situations are and how to take them properly and how to like utilize that uh, to our advantage we're gonna start with trauma actually which is uh from what we know as a society today a lot of people deal with trauma and that's something that really affects the society, affects the community, affects people around you, things like that. So what does mental health mean to you? Why is it important to you? 
I like I feel like mental health has been like in my family and in my life like for like ever. Um, my dad, he has like bipolar, schizophrenia. He used to be an addict. So he was addicted to like I don't even know what drugs for like as I was growing up and like I didn't know that and like that's where my mom divorced him and I was mad at my mom for that for a long time and then my sister got into drugs and now my sister is an addict and um my dad's recovered now and everything but like my sister's not so I feel like yeah so addictions like that's like the addiction part of it and then like my sister struggled from like mental health issues um I had seen her attempt to commit suicide multiple times going to the hospital like seeing her with that and like that was hard and I never really understood it um and then I had a best friend when I was younger I moved from small town to Regina and she was I was like we were best friends and but she was like my best friend and my enemy at like the same time and she really I think that's where the beginning of my mental health started um and then she kind of left me for drugs so that was hard because like my dad and my sister I felt I'd lost them and then I lost my best friend too so I guess that's when like my mental health started to decline um and then as I just got into high school like I just I had a good group of friends and then like I would just not I just didn't click with them very well like I always felt like left out and like I always just didn't feel like I like belonged I feel like um and then I just my depression kind of just started in worse like in grade nine and then I had lost a friend a few people I knew to suicide so that like made it more real to me like seeing people in my life die from suicide just really made me feel like oh my goodness like it's so real you know like before you see somebody die from suicide you don't really know how much it like affects somebody until you see it for yourself so that kind of made it more real to me and more of an option um and then I don't know exactly when the first time I attempted but the most um am I supposed to be talking about this too um and then the first time I had attempted it was like with Advil and stuff I went to the hospital nothing happened they sent me home um the next time I whatever I didn't take pills or anything I was just like sorry I don't know if this is like too much no 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 no. it's it's, it's, keep going I like was just like sitting on a train like I I was left my lake and then I like sat in my car on a train track um and my mom and my sister and my best friend, they're all, like, trying – they're, like, blowing up my phone. And then I turned off my all my, like, locations. And then my best friend, she found my location before I turned it off quickly and screenshotted it. And I guess she sent it to my mom. And then um, I sat there. And then the second train came. Um, my parents pulled up behind me on the dirt road and went in front of me. So I couldn't go on the train track. So that was – like, I was just – broken down fast forward whatever police pulled me over went to the hospital that was the first time I was admitted in the hospital and um I've always thought like oh maybe like my depression isn't that bad like other people have it worse like I always make myself sound um like I make my issues not sound as bad as they are so the times I've been in the hospital I have had another recent attempt and I think it was August or September, I overdosed, I don't remember those four days, um, like, I don't not remember taking the pills, or I do, and I don't remember being in the hospital for a few days, and so that was, like, the second serious time, and there was another time I was admitted to the hospital for my psychiatrist, just because he felt I was being, like, unsafe with myself, um, so I guess that's kind of my mental health issues, um, kind of yeah basically started around like addiction and just like friends that's like where it started um and then it just kind of all came together with that well you don't want to i get that and especially like i I, it's very relatable to me and to my life because i've i've had to see the same thing and like i like what when you said when you actually see suicide happen right in the midst of your perimeter of your life right in front of you it does it changes things it, it before that like when you're 
before going through that, before you hit high school, or even it happens before high school, it's happening with 11 and 12 year olds now, people that young, it does, it changes you. It, it, the whole entire, like the whole entire thing of like, you sit there and you think, why did that happen? Was, was it these people? Was it this society? Was, could the, everyone around me is part of the problem and you don't want to be a part of that problem. And especially when you don't have anybody else around you to relate to seeing addiction growing up your entire life too. Like that's hard. Like when you grow up with that, you grow up seeing that. And especially when you find out later on in life and you, you always wondered, you always wondered like why it had to be that way when you were younger. And then you find out and yeah, that's going to make you fucking pissed off. Cause that's how I found out too. I didn't find out anything about my mom and stuff like that till I was 13, 14. Yeah. And it's, it is a piss off and it's hard to grow up like that in high school when there's no one else there that it's going through the same thing. Yeah. And like when I was in like elementary school and like beginning of high school, like all my friends, um, basically like all my friends lived in White City. All my like girlfriends. And so they had nice homes. They had g- good parents. Yeah. Like none, none of my friends had ever, I feel like, I don't want to say nobody struggled, but I feel like in my eyes, I didn't see them struggle like the way no, I No, but had people struggled. have to recognize yeah. that even if you, even if you are middle class in the right there, smack dab in the center, your parents, one parent is making 80 grand a year that you're not like that's they're they're, your parent is also struggling raising kids Mm -hmm. alone and i don't know we have to think about all that consciously is that different perspectives a lot of people don't think about that yeah it was just hard because like all my friends had it was hard to be like oh like yeah like it, it was like my parents were fighting and like me and my sisters were fighting and it was just always something going on so it was just like i felt like none of my friends had experienced that i don't know if they did like maybe they did and i'm sorry if like anybody did parents but, fight that's yeah, a normal but, thing like, it was just toxic like of course my parent my stepdad i mean my dad not my stepdad my dad um he was abusive towards my mom and when he was doing drugs and like i had yeah. i've seen that stuff you know like i've seen it so like i just seen like that kind of trauma when you're growing up seeing your dad do that to your mom and seeing your dad be an addict like and going to my friends' houses and seeing their dad being so normal, it was, like, hard for me to understand, like, why is my life so different than theirs? Why is my family not normal, you know? Like, I didn't quite understand. And, like, there would be, like, days where, like, we would go and we wouldn't be staying at my house because my dad would be doing, I don't know, something dumb. Like, he was drunk or something. So we would leave my house or something or you know something like that would happen and I have to go to school the next day and it's a normal day for everybody but for me I'm like what just happened you know I'm in grade six grade you know or something like that and I'm just like why did that just happen why am I just is that normal like I would go to school every day thinking like is this normal is this supposed to be happening do you feel like you had to grow up quicker? I grew up a lot yeah. quicker. I actually was talking about that with my mom today because I have a sister. One's 23 and then the other one's 21. Um, so I did grow up a lot quicker. I didn't get to watch like, a lot of cartoons and stuff like that. Like when they were watching like Teen, Mo- Teen Mom or whatever those, you know, My TLC. older sister would watch yeah, that too so and I'd be I, like, whoa. <laughs> so I grew up really fast because like I was always hanging out with them and their older friends and like my sister's like birthday parties they'd be like drinking or whatever they were doing and I was always like around and I would just like I'd love I would like adore my sister and her friends and I would always look up to them um I would always beg to hang out with them both my sisters and their friends um so I did grow up very fast because I did have two older sisters who I was constantly with I do like my best friends both of them are older than me well only by like a year or two but um I do get a lot get along a lot better with older people no I like that but it's just it makes sense because if you are a little bit like I hate to be like that but if you're a little bit more self-aware and a little bit more developed at your age than other people are at your age like you can't yeah you can't be around them you just you can't like that's why people university opens up a lot of doors for people and that's why people like love university and they go to like i'm not going i'm not in university no but um older people just tend like when you wisdom comes i guess when you get a little bit older and that's not to say like i don't know through experience you also 
gain a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And that's the only way, too, is through experience. And even then, so there's 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds that still act like kids. Yeah, and I feel like I just saw a lot at a younger age that made me quickly um, be like, okay, like, I need to... I need to mature faster. I think also I told myself I needed to mature faster because of what I saw. And I told myself I didn't want to go down those paths that I've seen others go down. So it was a lot easier for me not to be doing drugs and things like that because I knew what it would do. You know, like I wouldn't even look. I wouldn't talk to people who did drugs. I wouldn't. I stopped being friends with people who when they started doing drugs, I'd be like, okay, I'm done with this friendship. So I, yeah, I definitely did mature faster because of the things I saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, and I used to be like in high school, I was very like, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. Like, I know what it causes. I know what it does. And then like, of course, set aside a couple years later. I have a very, uh, you you know already that you have an addictive personality. You have that addictive gene. You don't want to, you, you're right, you don't want to put yourself in that position. And you, that's where, like, it flips for me is, like, I did put myself in that position. I was very, very reliant on, like, weed and marijuana, like, smoking bongs. Like, there was a point in my life where I was, like, I couldn't go a day without taking, like, 14 bong reps a day. Like, that's insane gosh that's a way to really push yourself in a in a position where you don't want to be yeah and then you're always like oh no it's not gonna happen to me it's not gonna happen to me it's not gonna happen to me but like it it can like my sister started smoking weed too like that's how she started too like and if and that's what i mean when you're looking for that if you know and that's why i don't (coughs) technically you can say i'm also very in the same boat as you is that i know for myself is that since i have already indulged in that I am not going to go further, which is why I don't, why I per se stay away from anything harder. You know, I would never try anything harder or do it because I know probably I would like it. Like that's how it would go, right? I would probably get addicted and I would probably want to keep doing it. So when you're in that position and you're addicted, um, you're in that position, you're always looking for an up. You're always looking for that next dopamine rush and you're always looking how to make yourself happier. And that's all. It's a tough situation. My yeah. my older sister's all has been in that situation for years. She's twenty eight years old. She has four kids. Two of them are not hers anymore because of things yeah. like that. Yeah, my sister. It's hard. Have any kids. Do you ever regret all of the things that have happened in the past? What, what you, you have seen and what you have done. Like, do I wish none of it happened? Yeah. I think trauma really makes you who you are. Um, I definitely would not be who I am, and I would be a completely different person if I didn't go through what I went through. And there is many people in my life that I can see have never struggled, have never had to go through, you know, something genuinely, I guess, hard. Um, And they're just, you know, sometimes you're not the greatest person because some people are not the greatest people. Some people are just not self-aware. You know, when you've handed everything to you and things like that, you know. Um, But I sure i guess i could say there's some things that like i wish didn't happen to not me but like my i'll say like my mom like i wish she didn't have to go through some of the things she has but um but no i i'm thankful for everything honestly um i feel it's changed me and like made me Mm -hmm. who i am so i guess i don't regret it no um yeah if you don't mind me asking what was what do you think was the biggest like um was the biggest lesson or advice that you gave yourself and that you took away from those attempts great question um um well my sister not the not the one i've been talking about the other one she told me like oh my goodness Aaliyah, like if you died like i would honestly like I would be dead too like I don't know how I would deal with it and like I did I wrote letters and I wrote voice memos for all the people um close to me and um when I was I guess when I was really high on the drugs I let my mom listen to them and she still won't talk to me about it because she she just still won't really talk to me about that but I guess what I've, like, gotten out of it... Sorry, I don't know what I was, go- where no, I was going okay. with that. But what I've gotten out of it is just, like... W- what I was saying was... 
my sisters told me like she wouldn't be able to handle anything like she wouldn't be able to like live without me and like things like that and like people have told me that and people will like text me now and be like oh my god like I'm so sorry you went through that like things like that and I'm like okay but you can't just text me you know like when I'm it's the last do you know what I mean like it's like you Okay. You care I'm going now. Off topic. I'm you, going off it's topic. like, well, no, no, no. I get what you're saying. You care now. You care after you saw what I posted. You yes. care after I let everybody fucking know. Yes, that's, but you didn't care before. That's off. Yeah, I. Sorry, I went off topic. Yeah, no, that's but okay. Yeah, I. I love all the support that I got and everything. Like it's very nice, but it's was hard to see that people only cared because of that. I felt, but I, I don't really know the biggest lesson I've taken away from it. I guess just that, I really need to like appreciate. I need to, the biggest lesson that I've taken out of this would be, like, to take more advantage of my life. And I know it would be the opposite, like, don't take advantage of your life. But I really live very spontaneously. Like, I just decided, oh, my goodness, I'm going to go drive 13 hours and go see my best friend. And I didn't have $10,000 in my bank account if I crashed and if I needed a tow truck. But And my mom, my grandparents, and everybody's like, this isn't a good idea. Like, it's winter. Like, I didn't have the right tires on my car. I should have. Like, it wasn't a good idea. But I just, I I think I just went. And I just, I do a lot of things like that because I realize I need to take more advantage of my life. And I need to live my life, um, live my life to the fullest. Sounds so cheesy. But I need to do the things that like I I need to just do things I need to like not think so much and worry what are people gonna think about me and what are people gonna think about this I need to just like do and not worry so much I think that would be what it would be when when you stop worrying and caring about what everybody else is thinking about you or who's watching you or did anybody see me do this what's what are these people saying to me about that who oh gosh like when you stop worrying about that stuff it becomes a lot better yeah your self of mind like the peacefulness in your mind it gets it seriously it makes you want to go and push and go do more stuff like that yeah. when you have the urge it makes you want to get up and go yeah. you know some people like i also learned in psychology um that like we put things in the back of our mind um and we like really bad trauma we put in the back of our mind and not think about it and forget about it but like i think that i put a lot of stuff in ba- in the back of my mind and not let myself think about it. But I also, I'm a person that's I feel things very deeply. I feel things too deeply sometimes. So I feel some people don't let it react the same way because they just, they treat it differently and they take it differently. I, I think that's where a lot, this is where I think negative and positive experiences come into play because like what you're saying is that some people take things differently. Some people handle situations differently. And in the chapter of you're not special, it's saying that, like, if you're sitting there being like, why is this happening to me? I don't deserve this. They, Someone else who's in a slum, blah, 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 deserves this. That's the part about how you are not special. You don't deserve that kind of entitlement. And you don't deserve to be asking why this is happening to you. Because what you, what you need to do is you need to take that experience. You need to... You need to um, confirm you need to tell yourself whether that this is positive or if this is negative and then after that you you deal with it like you deal with it in the right way if it's a negative experience sometimes you have to see that as a positive experience because yeah. it teaches you something yeah I think there's a lot of um, lessons in like trauma you learn and there's a lot of like I have learned if I hadn't seen addiction I wouldn't know I wouldn't be so afraid of drugs I wouldn't have ran like I did so I'm there is a lot of good and bad to take out of bad situations. Like, there's a lot of bad parts I took out of the situations I've been through, but there is also good, and I'm happy I've seen those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to talk about resilience. And through everything that you just told us and that you had talked about, is that, like, obviously, trauma affects people. And whether that be affects your personal relationships your own mental health everything outside it affects you as a whole person affects you as a whole and in turn that can lead to you know taking medication things like that which there is nothing wrong with taking medication at all nothing it works for some people and it doesn't work for other people that's just it right it just it depends on who you are though i do think medications are there to help yeah as long as you're 
doing the extra. Yeah. As long as you're doing well. yeah, the work like for it. Like my yeah. my mom, she will be like my doctor, he my psychiatrist, he's really good. Um I am on a f- quite a few different meds, but my mom was kind of starting to think like okay, she's kind of getting on too much now. She was kind of explaining it to me like, you know, these meds they're going to help you and they're going to they're going to fix the chemical imbalance. Imbalance, but you need to go and do what's will help your mental health you need to eat healthy live a healthy lifestyle you know yeah try in school do go to work like focus on work like focus on things that make you happy and exercise and go to the gym and things that will help my mental health like I can't just rely on my meds which I think I was doing for a while and then I fell back into a dark hole because I was just relying on my meds for a while and so coming up on resilience, right. what have you done now that helps you, that allows you to perform, you know, actively in a day? I feel like I've changed a lot of things, but I feel like I don't know exactly what. Um, I definitely put a lot more into my days. I try to, like, focus on things more. Like, I feel like before I would kind of just, like, oh, like, mope around you know not like live my you know I just feel like I've put a lot more like energy into myself and like something small I started a new skincare routine but you know it helps me like I put a lot more work into my business like my lashes and I'll you know do stuff for my Instagram account to promote myself and that will make me feel a lot better and like with school I'll like try and like do homework and like try to focus more and like make sure I'm not getting sidetracked and not going out and partying like I don't go out really that much anymore and like going you know if I want to see my best friend you know what save extra money and go drive and see her instead of going out and partying every weekend and reward myself by shopping sometimes which gets a little out of hand sometimes but um rewarding myself I think putting more energy and time into myself and not others. I am a very, I do live very selfless. Sometimes I focus a lot on others and I try to help others a lot. So I've been trying to help myself more. I think that would be it. Sometimes you need to be a little selfish. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And do you feel, you feel confident about this right now? Yeah. Yeah. I can tell because you just sat there and you, you, you told us what you've been doing and how you've been trying to make this work for you. And yeah. that's, that is, that makes, that makes me really happy and like good for you because a lot of people don't come out of that. Yeah. Thank you. And not that, you know, to say like, we're not fully out of it or you're not oh, fully yeah, out yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah. Not that you're not, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's, it's just a step. That's all you need. Yeah. New routine, focusing on you. That There's yeah. like nothing feels better. Yeah. Yeah, it's the effort that counts, that truly starts making difference um, over time. You said that your view on mental health has changed from four years ago. Yeah. Can you go more in depth? I, um, I still do not fully understand mental health. Of course, I don't have my brain wrapped around it. Of course, I don't think I ever will. But I used to look at it very differently. I would be like, oh, like mental health is like um, more of things like ADHD, OCD, schizophrenia, um, bipolar, things like that. But you do not have to have those kinds of things. And I do. I I am diagnosed with anxiety, ADHD, ADD, and depression. Um. But I do not think that, like, it's only those certain diagnosis, diagnoses that, like, are mental health. I think mental health um, changed in my mind also because I experienced it for myself and I've seen it and I've, like, lived it and I go through it daily. So I think that's why it changed. But I think it also changed because I realized um, mental health is kind of, like, about more than just like I said like it's not just about diagnoses I think it's about um like more about in depth with like you and like your mind and like your thinking like I think it's more than just what like a lot of people think it is if that makes like sense. It's more than just an emotion yeah 
it's a it's it's literal quite like mental like to say yeah. an illness yes yeah like uh i feel like a lot of times when people think about mental health they think that it's just an illness like she said yeah. uh bipolar whatever right but mental health is it's the way you your mental health defines the way you live every day well it's a lot about um like if you don't know where your moral morals is a big thing and if you don't know where you stand on that you don't know what morals even are of course you're not gonna like of course you're not gonna define anything else as anything else but once you hit that once you hit that puberty and you're like oh shit i know what morals means now and i know that i have them because i see these people around me constantly and i'm i for some reason i i'm feeling badly towards how they're being treated and that starts making you think consciously about more mental health and about how things actually affect people more than we think they do interesting i've never thought about it like that yeah yeah Mm because you connected morals and like connecting values and morals Uh, yeah i think sorry don't mean to interrupt you oh no go ahead i think like you need to know your morals like um you need to figure out your morals with yourself because i think that is really important to know what's important to you like i know important what's something important to me is like i for an example like i respect say people older than me that's an example like and you hate liars (laughs) so do i yeah yeah i'll say i'll say that like um I think once you, like, know what's important to you and, like, what you stand by and, like, what you stand for, mm-hmm. then that really, like, helps you. It, clear, it helps clear a path yeah, for you. Yeah, and it helps you, like, understand more of, like, okay, like, this is this is what I'm going to stand for, you know? You're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, I hate liars, and then go and be, like, a hypocrite you know i hate him so i will call anybody out in oh, yes. i'm a very confrontational Stop. person <laughs> me too um so i think that's important but i think mental health is a lot more than what people think it is and i'm glad that now it's a bigger thing and there's like world mental health day and bell let's talk day and it's on social media and people know about it and like for me when i made my instagram post it was only three days after i got discharged from the hospital after being in there for however long um but it's like what um you had said to me about like being vulnerable it's very hard to be vulnerable and like I do I think it is hard to be vulnerable and I do feel very vulnerable I had 43 people send my Instagram post and 23 saves and like I think that is a lot of people and like it makes me feel like putting that out there did make me feel very vulnerable um and i think that mental health is becoming a lot more understood though and people are starting to break this i don't want to say break the stigma because not quite there yet but it's getting better so i think it's good that people are understanding that it's more than just what uh, yes more than just well i think that if the school system set up things properly that like it would change things for sure oh, in the yeah. way people grow up because yes although your home circumstance won't be different you can be going to a place where things can be different and unfortunately once you get there they're fucking 10 times worse and you go to school five days a week eight hours a day or however long it is so that's kind of your life. Like, our life mm-hmm. is kind of school. Like, you go to school for 12 years, like, and you're forced to. Like, you have to. So when schools don't have a good system with mental health and they allow bullying, I've been bullied. Oh, my goodness. I have been so badly bullied. I yeah. have so much stuff I could talk about with that, too. Um, so I think school systems could change a lot, and they do have a lot to do with it because we do spend – eight hours of our day at a school and around those same kids and around the same teachers and they could have a huge impact on it but school is supposed to be an escape sometimes for people who have nothing yeah, to go back like to. i read this book and it was like this kid the worst um child abuse case in like america i don't know if it still is but it was like the child called it and for him like a school was his escape he got abused at home so when he would go to school that was where he would um get away from the abuse and be able to eat food and you know 
be a normal child so and then he got that taken away from him so i think school is very important in that way too that it is an escape for some people and some people do use schoolwork and reading and things like that as like therapy almost in a way to cope like some people take that into like a way to cope but yeah. like i definitely don't i don't say. i don't i mean like i do like i would like you know you think about that <laughs> stuff you're like i would like to that is a good way to spend your time reading and you know stuff like that it, it is it gives you knowledge i suppose but like i don't want to do that because guess no. what yeah you sit here with something called adhd and you're not gonna go and read a book for three fucking hours because you can't yes <laughs> can we talk about adhd for a minute <laughs> Um, can we talk about that? Absolutely, this? Yeah. yeah. I'm just not knowledgeable uh, in that area, but oh, Brooklyn is okay. like a fucking um, expert. I went my whole life without knowing why I'm different. Why you were the way you were? Why am I like this? <laughs> why? You, you noticed on the playground when you were that five-year-old kid and you were sitting there like fucking spitting on people, biting people, you know, shit like that. You're like, yeah! And then everybody's like... You're fucking weird, man. They call you weird, and you're like, I'm not weird. Y'all are just fucking different. And then you figure out later, you're like, oh. Yeah, and, like, schoolwork, like, I've struggled with schoolwork forever. Like, I, like, I barely passed last semester. Like, I, yeah, it's hard for me. School is very hard for me. And um, I do think that ADHD, when I did realize when I got diagnosed, it was kind of like, oh, that's why I am this way, you know? And, like, ADHD, like, um, my counselor always says to me, she's like, for you to sit in a classroom and for another kid to sit in a classroom, it's a very different thing. And, like, the school system has nothing for kids nothing. with ADHD. We have to sit in the classroom with every other kid just like we are normal. No, I'm not normal. I sat there and cried the other day. I started bawling my eyes out, and I was I had to leave the room, and I just started bawling my eyes out because I'm thinking in my head, other kids can do this work. Other kids are sitting there writing on their paper, doing the test, doing fine. I can't. I can't do it. And it makes me so emotional. And, like, I just... Don't. And I, I hate when people are like, well, why can't? Like, I don't get that. They're like, I don't get Study. that. I don't understand that. Do They're your like, homework. You can do it if you just sit down and you try to do it or, like, stuff like that. They're like, you can train it into you. No. You, no, you, like, just, you can't. You can't. You can't. And, like, I didn't understand for how long of my life why I couldn't do it. And, like, just sitting there realizing, like, just started, like, bawling my eyes out realizing like i really can't do this and like other kids can like why is it so easy for them you get so you get so heated yeah. sitting there you oh, literally start yeah. to fucking freak out and you ball your eyes out and, and it's like i why am i getting treated like this i like and like teachers need to know that the kids that are struggling from that well I teachers like. would always mm. teachers are always just like on on a report card every single fucking year could be a lot better needs to stay focused and pay attention more every single teacher these are um the same words like my younger brothers teachers used for him and it just clicked because he always tells mom and dad that he can't focus and but like you do everything is like an impulse everything is like you can't it's an everything is an urge uh my impulsiveness i seriously have issues with that <laughs> and i really do especially with shopping it doesn't it's not oh my god like girls oppose oh my god shopping addiction like oh my god i went shopping again today no like i physically will spend every last dime, dime. in my bank account because in my mind i'm this was this is what goes through my head if it's just sitting there in my bank account not being used what's the point why is it just sitting like there? Like, I have it, and I don't need to spend it on anything sure, right I, now. Sure, I need to save it for whatever this. Like, I, I had a savings account, and I blew through it all. <laughs> and one time, I went to Aritzia, and I spent, like, $1,050. Oh, no. Oh, because no. I was just like, I need this all. Like, I need it all. I, I didn't. That's just one example of my impulse. <laughs> but, um yeah that's i yeah yeah my impulse is horrible so i do agree adhd and impulse they do align a lot and they are like our impulsiveness is because of the adhd 
Yes, I learn very, very visually. I need visual learning. And I think that's why I'm, I struggle so much with math because it's just so numbers and letters. <laughs> Fuck school, man. It's not, it's not visual, you know, and I think that's you why. You have to do it in your head and yes. I can't. Do yes, that. I can't do it either. But like hands-on stuff, you you're you 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 be pulling out fucking ninety fives, yeah. ninety sixes because they're showing you. And like when the teacher is like, write it out for me or like explain it to me better. And I I do I also struggle with asking for extra help because I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, like I can't like I feel embarrassed and yeah. I feel like oh my goodness, like they're gonna judge me. Like I don't need to ask for extra help, you know. Like oh my god, the the whole class is gonna judge me for going up and asking this question again. Um, but it's like I literally have ADHD. Like this is something yeah. that I I can't and like, control. I need a little bit of extra help, and I've came to realize that um, I've been getting better, a lot better with that with myself, and realizing, okay, like you know, Aaliyah, you aren't the regular person, and you do need a little bit of extra help, and you do need a little bit of extra support in some ways. So don't be scared to ask for extra help and i think that's what a lot of people need Mm -hmm. also should be aware of it's like don't be scared to ask for help and anything school or anything but like i'm referring to school yeah but yeah it's there there for a reason yeah see i i don't know if i can say much because um personally i haven't been my doctor actually did say he was like yo you might have adhd i was like I don't know. I have a lot of different things, but not that. Um, yeah, I don't really understand it, but now hearing you guys talk and some of the things my younger brother tells me, or my parents tell me about him, yeah, it all it all makes sense. I I don't know about this, but is ADHD something that was? Because in my eyes, I think it was developed because it, it's essentially an attention disorder, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was developed because so of social a, but media. But there's ADD and as well as ADHD. ADD is way more commonly known into people because that's just an attention def- deficit disorder. ADHD is an attention deficit hyperactive disorder. I have both. Yeah. You can have both, which in, in Lean's terms is you're never paying attention. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just obviously no, throwing it, that out there. But seriously. like, um, ADHD is something... That you it's like can worse. be born with. Yes, it is something you can absolutely be born with. But mm-hmm. also, majority of the time, this is something that develops in your very early childhood stages of like childhood when you're going through trauma without knowing it. Do you think... So you cannot really blame ADHD on like the news platforms such as instagram TikTok. no you can't no? blame any type of mental oh, no. connotation of that like on that no the only i think connotations like that of social media depression anxiety i think those influence like i definitely am very influenced by the social media by the social media by social media with my um depression anxiety like it does make it worse it does make it better it does influence it but but it has nothing it to has do with nothing, the chemical and it like, has the nothing yeah it doesn't change it yeah i think and so, i i have noticed like there is times where i i have read for 15 minutes straight and i've indulged that information and i enjoy it but it's not going to be any longer than that it helps it does help reading helps because in my opinion reading is so beneficial for a person and I feel like there's a clear disadvantage if you cannot read. There is a beneficial side to reading for anybody, which is a fact. It's true because that gives you knowledge or whatever. Ten times more knowledge than somebody else who doesn't read. Yes. Um. I also think I have struggle with I struggle with reading books, but when I see an article mm-hmm. or something like that that interests me, um. I can't tur- look my eyes away from it. I will read and I will research. Hyper focus. You'll sit there and you'll I, focus. Yeah. My brain will go insane. And I hyper fixate on it. I I hyper fixate on a lot of things. Like for example, the Astro World situation for the whole entire day. Like after when all the stuff mm-hmm. came out, I watched probably f- over fifty YouTube videos. I read articles. I looked at Instagram accounts. Like I watched all the TikToks. I researched everything about it because I needed to know every last detail. That is so, so interesting. I once you become yeah, once you become that's why, that's why I have a lot of. <laughs> that's I'm not gonna say I have a lot of knowledge, but that's why I can talk a lot a lot about these things in mental health on this podcast. Is because every single time I have gone in to make a questionnaire for our guest, 
I'm not going to sit there and not read the information right in front of me. I'm going to be writing it all down and I'm going to be taking that information about mental illness into my brain because I like that. I yeah. like to hyperfixate on that. Oh, I want to know every last thing. My, I, I didn't really understand that that's like what it was, I guess, for a long time. But like, I will go into detail and like find out everything about something. Oh, wait a minute. I did not mean to interrupt you. But like something clicked. So, Leah, I don't know if you know, but I have OCD. So my brain fixates on things that scare me. Maybe that's why my doctor was like, oh, you might have ADHD. Because it's all about fixating on things mm -hmm. that... It's just fixating on things. Your brain likes to just focus on one thing and... But the thing about, yeah, the thing about ADHD and the common difference is that you can have multiple fixations at the same time, meaning, meaning you are going to be fixed on this one topic, but also that same day or that, like, there was a while, like, you can be fixated on a bag, like, eating two bags of oranges every single day for three weeks. Like, that's how it can be. Like, have you ever, like, you've had, have you had food fixations? Oh, yeah. I have. <laughs> I, like, there was, I, I also have, like, one of my biggest things is, my, one of my impulses and my fixations is movement. Like, I sometimes, like, question myself and if, like, I'm okay because I need to, like, freak out. Like, I need to, like, act like a, a legit person that you might see on the side of the road that'd be like, you might need to go put them in a home. Yeah. Or, like, and I don't know why I feel that way. It's just, like, you know, the, the impulses and full. Like, I had, for when six I... months straight, I would be like, Hulk smash! I would smash the ground because I had to. I had to. When I was younger, I would <laughs> do this thing where I would jump in the air and mm. snap. And it, when my mom and sister listen to this, they're gonna laugh. Yes. But I would do this thing where I would jump in the air and like go like this and like snap my legs because it was like you know how people need to crack their bones. It's a fix. It's a fix. Like you had to. It's literally you just know a that fix. feeling people yes. get when they crack their bones. It's like the air releases or whatever. Like that's what it was for me. I needed to do that like every single second. I, I was so <laughs> obsessed with doing that. It was like something I needed to do. Dude, I that's crazy. I love I love when people come on the podcast. I know exactly. I mean, it's just, it's crazy because it's true. Like you just, something in your body, like you're not thinking about it. It just happens because you need to do it. I don't know. I've never been able to explain that to people. It's, it's just really nice finding. To. When you relate to somebody for something, it's really nice to like, you know talk like, about it yeah. okay so what i'm getting out of this conversation is ocd because oc with ocd your bra brain tells you like oh you got to do this or this happens but with adhd i guess one of the things are you just do it you don't even think about it that's the impulse part of it yeah. we were just talking about that um impulse with people with adhd is very very bad so we just do things like there will be no thought. Like, you'll just do it. And the downside of ADHD, I would say, is the credit. Like, we're always looking for something that's going to give us that satisfaction, something that's going to give us that hit of dopamine, something that's going to get our fucking brain levels rushing to the point where we do have those, what, so call it, ticks. You know what I mean? Like, you mm -hmm. have yeah, that yeah, tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean. We're always searching for that very, very high. So if something's very, very low... You're very, very low. Like, you don't want to do shit. Yeah. You're in bed. You're not moving. You're not doing anything. Because there's nothing that's giving you that serotonin rush. What is your, like, Brooklyn, what is your daily, because um, you have ADHD, what is something that gives you serotonin every day? Well, I, I was just on a big fix of, I would do this probably, like, 50 times. It's I'm done it now. I haven't done it in two days now, but I did it every single day probably about 60 times a day i was on a rush like this you've probably know what i'm talking about and i couldn't stop like i couldn't fucking stop and i just i had to that I was my current my current like urge my current impulse yeah i don't really have one right now except for i've been okay this sounds kind of dumb but with my emails i've been like non-stop <laughs> needing to check my email i always like check it every there's no new email and i always like I, I, I have, like, two orders on the way. Oh, my God. Don't mind my voice. I needed to cough. I have, like, two orders on the way. And I have a lot of stuff with my emails, like, clients booking and things like that. But that's not even what it is. Like, I just need to go and check. Like, I need to every second. Hoping that. But that's what I mean. You're always hoping that there's something there. You're always you, hoping that there's something oh, new. You just, you want. And I think that's also part of the impulse of it with, like, me with shopping. Like, 
something new like just seeing something new there like if i had something new in my room like it's just like oh my it's god so, see even in you saw my room my room is literally a trap house okay <laughs> if i went and bought something right now i would still place it in there and be like oh this feels good me too <laughs> me too i was just in like the states and in my not i had gotten like some perfumes and stuff from victoria's secret and like they're sitting on my dresser now and my room is a complete depression mess like it is the definition of my depression room right now um but like this those new perfumes sitting there i'm like mm. yes it's so perfect i see you you know what and that, like it's like your it's like the your brain literally shuts off what's going on on the floor and, and in you, front of you and it literally only fixate on the new thing that you've got yes. it's like yeah i don't need to do anything it's, else is it smell it. good <laughs> is it impossible like how possible it is to train your brain for you to be able to focus on things oh. um and are are there like meds for it oh, are yeah, there yeah. like because you can do cbt cognitive behavioral therapy right yeah i do that i'm i do that with my therapist i'm also on vivance so it's adhd medication it's also a binge order eating medication which is where my eating part of my um mental health comes in um that has a lot to do with that it has a lot to do with my meds but anyways um i'm on the meds which does help i actually in the first few weeks i didn't realize the difference i was like oh like it's just whatever um and then i missed my med one day and i realized i can't have a conversation today like i can't do it like i cannot talk i'm so crazy i am so out of control i i couldn't handle myself I couldn't move I was screaming around the house I was running around I was just acting like a child like I just I was so abnormal and I realized I didn't take my Vyvanse today so the next day I took it and I compared those two days like I really thought about it and I was like wow it does slow you down a little oh it does and I didn't realize it so meds yeah and there's different dosages and there's different meds but like a Vyvanse is a very popular one I've noticed and uh, one that's very popular for really, really high anxiety. I don't know if you've ever tried it or if you take it, but Ativan. Yep, I was on that. It's very extreme. Very, like, it, it's... I had my, yeah, I had to get taken off of it yeah. because... And I would honestly... How old were you when you were taking that? 17. Yeah, see, I just don't think they shouldn't... And that's probably why, because honestly, it's really not meant for the use of anybody that's, like, under 21. Yeah, like, I was just taking it. Um, not that long ago, and then I had to get off of it because my mom was just like, "Okay, like, because my mom has worked with mental health and addiction people. She's worked with people with addictions who have started with a broken leg, and then they go to the doctor and they get a drug and they become addicted to like oxy. Oh yeah, yeah. so like she that. just didn't. She was like, "Okay, like this is just not." And I was also spiraling that. The second time I went in the hospital, I think they took it took me off of it because I was spiraling out of control, and they think it had something to do with well, that. Well, that one seriously, it's supposed to absolutely like straight up <laughs> calm you. It's it's like a that one is like a frick. T- suppose it's, say it's like a tranquilizer. That one is supposed to calm your nerves right the fuck down. And if that's not what it's doing for you, it's absolutely gonna destroy your brain and your which mental is what capacity. It was doing yeah, to interesting. Me. Yeah. It's so hard to get off meds, though. Ativan calms me down because my heart's always racing at, like, 88. But it takes me right down. I don't take it. No, but I have. And (laughs) when I, like, I did, yeah, it it helped me. But, like, that's not to say it's going to help anybody else. Yeah, every med's different with people. But it is hard to get off meds also. Like, um, I know I, my doctor tells me um be careful my antidepressants like if i don't take them for a day or two the side effects are like um are like flu symptoms kind of because Mm -hmm. it's like withdrawal Withdrawal. i will withdraw from all of my meds i can withdraw from them so it's kind of weird it's like oh my god like i'm on meds that i could like withdraw from and it does worry my family a little bit about my meds but i just have to reassure them like you know like this is helping me and like you know so they do understand but it is hard to get off meds but like my doctor said there is some of my meds that i will be on forever it's just hard like every morning wake up take your five meds you know like well it's insanely hard because especially when adhd is so closely aligned with bpd like 
you need to take pills for that every and single day. And my life. sister has BPD. Mine and too. She's like, oh my goodness, Salia, like I think you have that. We were having a deep <laughs> conversation one night yeah. about my mental health and how much we relate. Um, and how I was just telling her how like I really tell myself very often I think, you know, maybe I don't have depression. Maybe I don't have anxiety. You know, I don't need a therapist. Why do I have a psychiatrist? You know, when I was in the hospital, I would think like these people need help because they are struggling mentally and I'm not. You know, I would think I'm not. I'm okay. Like I've never seen trauma. I've never been through anything hard. You know, like I would tell myself those things and I still do. And I think like, oh my goodness, for example, this podcast, I'm like, this is for this is about mental health like why am I on here you know like I I tell myself things like that like I don't need to go to the hospital I do not need to go to the doctor I don't need these meds am I on these meds for a bad reason because I don't need them but like I need to reassure myself I do and I am struggling and it's okay to struggle so like that's part of BPD I was telling my sister that and she was like oh my goodness like that sounds like BPD because like I really tell myself I'm not struggling when I am sorry that was kind of off topic yeah but yeah bpd is has very similar to adhd is it a little like imposter syndrome not bpd but is imposter syndrome a symptom of bpd do you know what's that imposter syndrome is basically thinking that you don't deserve things oh i i think i do think i've gone through i don't no, I'm not going to diagnose myself and say I have that, but I do feel that a lot. But that probably is, um, that is, like, aligns with BPD, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I think about, like, um, oh, like, why, you know, why do I have a brand and why this and why do, like, people know you me like from belittle yourself and you, think yeah. you don't deserve. You start to question yourself yeah. and your choices, yeah exactly yeah and you feel you deserve less than like the people around you like that's like me i feel like you know my doctor could be helping another patient who needs help i don't need the help but like i need to sit down and tell myself Aaliyah, like you do need help you know like yeah. you are not okay and you know like i'll be like oh like i can't do this work like my adhd so bad today like i can't focus and then it's like no maybe you're just tired you don't want to do it like no <laughs> i really can't do it do you ever do you, have you ever noticed that if somebody is looking over your shoulder while you're doing work, it makes you not want to do it? Yeah, I'm like l- if someone's in the same room or somebody's talking or talking to you or like when you're trying to do your work or they're trying to look at what you're writing, it makes me so infuriated. Like it makes me like I'm fuck. Like, I straight up say fuck this. I'm done. Stop. And I walk away and I'm not doing my work anymore. Yeah, or when people sorry when people like watch me do things, it does. It bothers the fuck out of me. Very, very lot. We were gonna edit after this, and I was gonna. Yeah, we're not doing that. (laughs) Well, I guess we're not. Why? No, she doesn't like it. You don't like it? No, he's about like how like if I'm working and people are like reading at me. The podcast is different because it's not coming from my own brain. And you guys are doing it together. Yeah, it's not something like. She's sitting and she's doing it by herself, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Staring. And that's what I fucking hate. Ah, like, I can't that makes deal sense. With it. Like last night when I was making the podcast, Jeremy was like coming in the room in and out, and I was like, "Get the fuck away from me!" <laughs> um, and then like they all came into the room and they started talking and stuff like that, and I just sat there and I was just like, "I can't focus on this anymore." That's why yeah. you were getting pissed off. You should have just said that. It's no. hot. Yeah. No. I. There's I mean, a lot it's of so time. Easy. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to, like, interrupt. I don't mean to, like, put this on to you. But, like, there's a lot of times where people are, like, just ask for extra help, you know. Just say you need help and, like, just tell the teacher you're struggling today and tell people you can't focus. And it's, like, well, like, I don't want the extra attention. Like, I will (laughs) not walk up to the teacher's desk and be, like, hey, I need help with this because people are going to look at me. So, like, it is. Yeah. Sorry, that's, like, totally off topic. I didn't mean to. I was just no, relating no, no, no. that. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I, I think everyone does that from time to time. And the more cautious we are or conscious we are, the better it gets. Well, moving on about Revoke the V, just 
some news on Valentine's Day. The new shirts are dropping. Uh, Mocha Brown and Hot Pink. As well as just Matt been extremely busy with school here. And it's just tough to like take care of business side. And I'm managing my time better. So hopefully we see more releases soon. And not hopefully. There will be more releases. And there's going to be more hoodies and whatnot. Other than that. Just one question, Aaliyah, before we end this. If you had a message to tell the entire world, what would it be? Be spontaneous. I think that's important. I've started to live spontaneously, like I said before, and it has very much brightened up my life. Live on the edge and really just do what you want and don't be afraid. I think that's important. That has really helped me out. I think that would be it. Yeah, that's good. Sweet, sweet. First off, I'd like to start off. Thank you, Aliyah, for being here. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Yes, thank you so much for having me, you guys. And thank you for sharing your experience and your story because you know it's it's you're right. You're in a very vulnerable position position sharing something like that. Exactly. So thank you for being comfortable and open and honest with us, and to share that to many listeners to come. And as always, thank you to everybody who listens. We're only able to spread this message through you guys. And if you're not subscribed on Apple yet, please do so and give us a five-star review. If you listen on Spotify, press the follow button to know about the latest conversations. As always, don't be afraid to reach out in the DMs if you want to be involved with the podcast or help in any way. At last, if you by any chance are going through something, we hope that you're going to have a better day and we are praying for you. If you want to make an impact in mental health, just start a conversation and let people know that they're not alone. Love you guys. Love you Thank guys. you so much. Thank you, Aaliyah. See you. Peace. Peace. Bye. <laughs> That's so good. Now I'll have that for the end.